Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 491. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about, is the real estate boom over? And the reason that I want to talk about this is because there have been articles coming out about the real estate market cooling. And one of those articles was in Investors Business Daily, the other was in Zero Hedge. And today we're gonna review the Zero Hedge article, but I do wanna quote something from the Investors Business Daily article that says, home sales falling, supply growing. New home sales fell to annualized 544,000 in October, their fifth straight decline, and the lowest level in nearly three years. Home prices are cooling as well. The supply of homes on the market has risen to 7.4 months worth, the most in over seven years. So there you have it. We have home sales falling and we have the supply of homes rising. And that to me is a very big sign that something is going on in the real estate market. It's softening. Although, as one of my clients pointed out very wisely, the real estate market is not one market. It is multiple markets. And so we can't really always talk about the market as one particular whole market. But what we are finding in this Zero Hedge article is that a lot of the very large real estate markets that have been drivers of this boom are the ones that are cooling. And I'm not going to share the whole article with you from Zero Hedge, but I will say that Zero Hedge is saying that the U.S. housing boom is coming to an end starting in Dallas. And it's also saying that the Wall Street Journal published information that Dallas was experiencing a national slowdown and housing prices have fallen far faster than wages, which has triggered an affordability crisis during the same time the Federal Reserve is undergoing monetary tightening, a perfect cocktail that could form a top in the market. Yes, well, definitely when you see interest rates rise, that is telling you that a cycle is coming closer to the end than the beginning. And when interest rates start to go up, of course it makes homes less affordable. It makes them more expensive because you have more interest to pay, a higher interest rate, and that is the cost of money. Interest rates really do tell us what the price of money is, and it can also be an indicator that the economy is slowing. So you always wanna be watching interest rates, and also inflation is another good indicator to watch in terms of where we are in a cycle. So higher interest rates have definitely been slowing down markets, And the Wall Street Journal notes that affordability has gotten out of whack with historical norms. The median home price in Dallas now costs more than 50% than it did in 2007. And this is the problem. When interest rates rise and when home prices rise, 
the price of the homes escalating so much price people out of the market as well. So because they become less affordable and fewer buyers can qualify for those homes, the market gets narrower and narrower in terms of who can afford to purchase. And so that is also going to impact home sales. The article goes on to say on Zillow's website, the Dallas market is rated as cold, C-O-L-D, cold. Plano, McKinney, and Allen are each rated cold as well, while Frisco is very cold. The Wall Street Journal interviewed a millennial family who purchased a home earlier this year in the Dallas metro area. They said the market felt extremely hot, but struggled to sell their previous home for five months as interest rates surged. In mid-October, they sold it for $16,000 less than their original asking price. That's another sign of a cooling real estate market when home prices start to drop. And when people are cutting prices, that means that homes are not selling and they're having to do something to incent people to buy the home. So cutting the price is usually one of the first things that people do to try to get people to buy. You also see homes on the market longer. So when the average sales time to sell is longer, that's another clue that the market is cooling off. A little while ago, I had done a podcast about the luxury real estate market. Now, often the luxury real estate market will lead the rest of the market in terms of pricing. And we were talking about how literally the luxury real estate market was crashing because some of those prices had dropped by 25% or more. So we already were starting to see the high-end market was falling. We also have less foreign money pouring in Russia, China, fewer buyers from foreign countries coming into the U.S., mainly because the dollar has been strong and there are some economic issues in those countries right now. Emerging markets in general have suffered tremendously this year, and most of the emerging market countries are having negative stock market years. And I know China has been down over 30% year to date. So they're definitely feeling it, and people are probably feeling a little bit poorer, maybe not confident enough to reach out and make some extra purchases. And so real estate is really slowing down. The article goes on to say, some buyers are adjusting their budget. They're shopping more for different mortgage companies, said Amy Downs, a real estate agent at Keller Williams Realty. They still think they can find a lender that can get them a better rate, but it doesn't really exist. Yeah, rates are generally going to fall within a range and they're not going to be too disparate between different companies, different banks. It's going to be roughly in the same ballpark. I want to pause for a moment and say, people ask how I stay up to date on investment opportunities and current investing cycles. I turned my radio off years ago. When I drive, I listen to podcasts or an audiobook. I've often talked about using your car as a mobile learning center. That's how I read most of my books today. I don't have time to sit and read, but I have lots of time to multitask and listen to a book while I walk my dog, drive to the store, or get ready in the morning. It's how I leverage my time to learn more. You can do it too. I started my wealth building with Think and Grow Rich, and I recommend you start there too, because it deals with step one to wealth, create a wealthy mindset. If you already have it, then I recommend The Millionaire Next Door. Both are great books I highly recommend. You can choose three titles with Audible every month. And if you don't like a book, you can exchange it free. 
You own the book and you can listen to it on your iPhone, Android, iPod, Fire tablet, or other MP3 player. I love a great deal. Who doesn't? Right now, for a limited time, you can get three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month. That's more than half off the regular price. Just go to audible.com forward slash wealth or text wealth to 500-500-500-500 to get started. That's audible.com forward slash wealth. And I'm going to spell it out for you. A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com forward slash W-E-A-L-T-H. And while you're at it, give the gift of Audible to a loved one. I'll leave a link in the show notes and on my website. And now back to the show. This article, which I will put a link to in my show notes, it has a chart that shows the Dallas, Denver, Seattle, and San Francisco markets, as well as a graph of the U.S. market overall. And you can see that the housing starts for single-family homes have really leveled off and in some cases declined. There's also a chart with three-month average sales and showing the change from a year earlier, and it's showing Dallas and the U.S. tracking each other very close, and both of those near the zero line. So the three-month average sales would be basically flat from a year earlier. It's also showing inventory and change from a year earlier in October, with San Francisco's inventory up 41.6%, Seattle's inventory up 36.6%, Denver's up 19%, Dallas up 14.8%, and the average across the U.S. up 3%. It also has a chart showing home values of Dallas, San Francisco, Seattle, Denver, and the United States average. And you can see that home values are definitely down to flat from where they were the last couple of years. The article goes on to say, the Dallas market is one of the most sensitive regions in the country to volatility in mortgage rates. The average household finances 83% of its home purchase, slightly higher than the national average of 81%, according to Black Knight Inc., a mortgage data company. As mortgage rates rise, buyers increasingly look for less expensive homes. That is pushing builders further out to the fringes in search of lower-cost land where they can try to build more homes priced at $300,000 or less. The median price for a new home in Dallas has dropped by some $3,000 this year compared with last year, according to Metro's study, which suggests builders are building at lower price points. That can be a risky strategy after the heat has already started to come out of the market. During the last downturn, it was precisely those exurban neighborhoods that got hit the earliest and the hardest as buyers migrated back to more desirable neighborhoods when prices fell. Yeah, those outlying areas can be cheaper, but they're subject to more price swings because as people, as prices come down, people would rather live closer in. And so if prices come down, people aren't going to go out to those farther out neighborhoods and they're probably going to have their homes discounted more. The article says the 20 city index of property values increased 5.1% from a year earlier, the least since November of 2016, after rising 5.5% in the prior month, according to S&P CoreLogic Case Shiller data released Tuesday. 
The median estimate in a Bloomberg survey of economists called for a gain of 5.2%. Nationally, home prices were up 5.5% from September 2017, said Bloomberg. With Bank of America and Wall Street Journal months apart in calling the U.S. housing top, it seems that the affordability crisis and higher interest rates could have pricked the bubble. End of article. So again, I will post this article from Zero Hedge. I will post a link to that in the show notes so you can see that and also on my website. You uh, will probably want to look at that, look at some charts and uh, see what the trends are showing. But it looks like things are definitely cooling off. It doesn't mean that uh, it can't pick up again if rates go down for any reason. But right now, I think interest rates have really uh, made the housing prices a lot more expensive, a lot less affordable. We're seeing more supply. And again, it's not true for every single market across the U.S., but definitely for some of the hotter housing markets, they have dramatically slowed from where they've been. And that can also show that they are leading the rest of the country. Oftentimes, uh, if they are the stronger market and they go down first, then the other markets can go down after that. So the hotter markets tend to lead on the way up and they tend to lead on the way down. So we'll see what happens. If interest rates start to level off, which as you know, the Federal Reserve just announced that they were looking to not be tightening more with interest rates. The Federal Reserve was actually sounding rather dovish, which means that they are looking to leave rates alone or lower rates rather than hawkish, which is to raise interest rates. So in the past, they had been taking a more hawkish tone. And then the head of the Fed, Jerome Powell, just came out and was giving a much more dovish tone, which means that the market relaxed and the stock market went up on that news and was very euphoric to hear that interest rates might not be continuing to go up because we were expecting another increase in December at the Fed meeting next week. And we'll see, maybe that will not happen now. We'll see, but it sounds like that may not happen, which is good news for real estate. So we'll see how that all shakes out, but we do have some definite softness showing, and that means you definitely don't wanna be running in to buy. There's no rush to buy right now. In fact, you're better off waiting because the more you can wait, the better the deal that you can get. If you're selling your home, the best thing you can do is price it aggressively. Try not to get top dollar. Try not to price it at the top range, but more toward the mid to lower range of your range so that it will sell quickly. And you don't want to overprice and have your house sitting on the market and getting stale and having to come in later and dramatically lower the price below where it may have sold if you had priced it aggressively to begin with. So my advice if you're selling is price it aggressively. If you are buying, my advice is hold on, shop around, see what's available, but don't feel like you're in any hurry because prices may yet go down a little bit. And in the winter time, especially around the holidays, there's not as much activity with purchases and it can be a very good time to just wait through the holidays, uh, look for homes right after the holidays 
and see if there aren't some more flexible buyers out there who are willing to negotiate with you and who might be willing to accept a little bit lower offer. You might even have more negotiating room if you wait to make your purchase before the spring. So the next months in the winter months are usually slower and then the housing market picks up toward the spring. So between now and say April, you probably have a good window to do some shopping, see if you can make some lowball offers, uh, take a look around and see what's out there. But I wouldn't feel in a rush to be buying like it has been in the last few years. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, please hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Check out my new Wealth Heiress TV channel on YouTube, and we also have Be Wealthy and Smart on YouTube as well. You can listen over there. And over on Instagram, we have daily money tips at instagram.com forward slash Linda P. Jones. And if you're looking for the Wealth Heiress book, it's temporarily sold out on Amazon, but we do have a waiting list so that when the new shipment comes in, you can be first to get your book. So go to Amazon and sign up for You're Already a Wealth Heiress, Now Think and Act Like One. And when they come in, you'll get yours first. And don't forget, we still have our Holiday Sizzle contest going. You have 25 prizes you could win. You have really good chances of winning. All you have to do is leave a podcast review. That gets your name in the hat two times. If you have bought the book elsewhere other than Amazon, leave a book review and you'll get your name in the hat three times. If you buy your book on Amazon and leave a review there, you get your name in the hat five times. And if you do a book review either from Amazon or anywhere else, plus a podcast review, you get your name in the hat 10 times. And there's 25 prizes to win. You have a really good chance of winning. So there's 11 of my Wealthy Mindset Blueprint audios valued at $197 for those. I have 11 books I'm going to be giving away and I'll personalize them however you like so that if you've already bought the book, I can personalize it as a gift or if you want me to personalize it to you, I can do that either way. And also three half hour wealth mentoring sessions with me valued at $500. So a lot of people have asked me about wealth mentoring one-on-one. I don't do that anymore unless it's during a giveaway. So this is your chance. And there's three slots for that. So again, leave a book review, a podcast review, do both. You get your name in the hat 10 times. I've already started putting names in the hat. So be sure to get yours done before January 1st. That's when I'll be announcing winners. Don't wait, get your podcast review and your book review going and I can draw your name and you can win. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com. (laughs) 